Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. I am, of course, that Catholic dude. My name is Nick. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, I was greeted today uh, by a email saying that Anchor FM has made a new update. And apparently, you are now able to, or at least the people that you know make the shows, are able to do more traditional podcasting in the form of what they call episodes. So no longer does the stuff that uh, I or really any of your other favorite channels uh, put up, no longer do they have to disappear, but they can stay on the page on the episodes tab. Um, So this is a good thing because it kind of sucks when stuff has to disappear after 24 hours. I get that Anchor's kind of like Twitter of, you know, radio. But um, I can see when you know which people are listening and stuff. And we had a question uh, asked a couple days ago, and unfortunately, that question or the answer to that question had disappeared before then. So I'm gonna try to get that back up now. I'm gonna play around with this a little bit, and hopefully, following this little introduction, you guys will be seeing, and uh, I'll, I'll title it as replay. I'll title it as replay of an answer to two questions I got, actually. Um, one from our friend Kurt and another from uh, our friend Edmund at the Catholic Show. Uh, both of those pages you should check out. Um, Catholic Show's got some great stuff recently, too, so uh, be sure to check him out. But I will be posting that up, and if everything works out, I'll maybe have a little bit of a archive, I guess you could say, um, for you to listen to. Because if you are new to this station, if you've only begun listening in the last week or so, and I've noticed that there is a few people that have only begun to listen in the last, you know, few days, and hey to you guys, thanks for listening and tuning in to uh, As a Catholic Dude. For you guys, this station's been going for almost two months now, so we've, you know, we've had some stuff posted on here, and I'll post a little bit of our uh, archives, I said archives, wow, it's pretty bad, archives, I'll post a little bit of that. So you guys can listen back to some of the interactions I've had with others and some of the other things um, we've brought up on the show. So uh, without further ado, you should be hearing in just a moment an answer to the question of prayers being read at church. Thanks for listening, guys. The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Hey, what's up, guys? We got a answer to uh, some of the questions I was asking earlier and uh, also had some questions from that person afterwards, kind of keeping in line with the uh, the theme of the show, Ask Catholic Dude. Uh, so we're going to play these real quick. It's uh, from our uh, good buddy, the, the real Kirk Smock. Uh, please check out his... Uh, Check out his FM channel, Anchor FM channel, at the real Kurt Smock. And uh, here's his question, or his answer, followed by his question. And uh, we'll answer that in just a moment. Hey, my friend, just calling to weigh in on the question of the day. I, um, coming from a Protestant perspective, right, at least the way I was raised, uh, I think we really need to... Uh, celebrate the different feasts as uh, moments of of Jesus's life or or times in the Bible, events in the Bible. It would be 
really cool. I, I that as you were saying it, I was thinking through it, and I'm like, actually, that would be pretty neat to do as a way of bringing those moments to the forefront of your mind and to reflect on what they mean for. So I'd be all about it myself to do that more often. I think logistically for a church, it, it's got to be a lot of effort. So, you know, to be having feasts all the time could really, uh, I don't know, it could take a lot of work. But if, if everyone's up for it and everyone's down, I mean, I think, I think it could be a really cool thing. So my question for the day to you, the Catholic dude, as I ask a Catholic dude, is in relation to uh, the prayer that you read. You had just read a prayer for us uh, that you read at your church every year at this specific feast. And um, I liked it. It was a good prayer. It was very well written, solid content. It was very nice. I would take no qualms with it. I wouldn't take exception to it. I think it's perfectly fine to read a prayer. But it did trigger a question uh, about that concept. In the Catholic churches, as well as in a lot of Protestant denominations, there are these liturgical prayers that are read to God. Um, the interesting thing is that, you know, we say we have a relationship, right? Where we have a relationship with God. We say that God is a personal God. And if those things are true, does it make a lot of sense to read a prayer to God? I mean, I don't read my thoughts to my friends, right? Unless maybe they're reading my Facebook post. I guess there's an argument for that. But we have a direct line of communication to God, right? That was the purpose of Jesus' sacrifice. So the the question then is, is what is the function or purpose of reading a prayer to God when we can just talk to him like the person he is in the context of the relationship that we have? <laughs> Awesome, man. That's a, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, thank you for calling in, uh, Kurt with that question is a great question. Um, and excuse me, the, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that, um, these prayers like the one that I read, um, it, it does signify that, that deep personal relationship with, with our Lord Jesus. Um, that there's there's nothing wrong with uh, reading a prayer, um, and and, you, and and like you said, you, you don't have any qualms about it. I, I totally understand that, um, but it, it's kind of going down that road, uh, or it's analogous to when some people say, "Well, why even bother with you know rote prayer? Why bother with formal prayer when you know Jesus said that you know he calls us friends now? So why don't we just talk to him like a friend?" Um, because we have that deep relationship with him. Why, why do I need to do formal prayer? Um, so I, I kind of see the parallels between that and the question you're asking, you know, why we read these prayers. And, um, I think it, it shows that unity. It, it shows that unity of Christendom, um, especially with Christians of the past, you know, going, going centuries back. Um, and I think it's also good to note right now that um, reading prayers or or saying formal prayers has a biblical basis, and it 
really has a basis in our Lord is it's Jesus told us to do this um, concerning uh, rote prayer. Um, if you look in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, and also the Gospel of Luke, but we'll, we'll focus on Matthew uh, verses uh, or chapter chapter six of Matthew verses seven through uh, fifteen. Um, and, and this is what Jesus has to say concerning prayer. Our Lord says this. And in praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And of course, that, that's the Our Father. That's the Lord's Prayer. Uh, prayer we all know. And something that's said every, every time Catholic Mass is said. Uh, Divine Liturgy for the Orthodox and Eastern Catholics. Various other Christian communities all say this prayer. And, and, and Jesus instructs us to. I mean, look right there in verse 9. He says, pray then like this. This is how he wants us to pray. And anybody that opens up the Bible, you know, is going to read this prayer. I mean, if people want to listen to our Lord and pray like he told them to, then they're going to read this prayer, and that's what Christians have done since day one. Um, so that, that personal relationship is still there, even though they're reading it, even though they're reading a rote prayer. Um, this one especially written by our Lord, or at least transcribed. Um Somebody transcribed him saying it, um, but it's because it's it, it's important because it's not an empty phrase as the Gentiles do, like our Lord says. Um, and what he's saying there is that empty, by empty phrases, he's saying that Gentiles used to pray with a lot of mantras; they would say the same two words over and over again. And that's not what this is, and that's not what the liturgical prayers of the church are either. Um, I think it's also important to note that. Um, as we were talking about this, you know, a couple weeks ago with, with unity, um, this shows not only a unity to Christians of centuries past, because the prayer that I read for the Transfiguration, and this goes back centuries upon centuries, um, that has been said in the church um, for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, perhaps even more. And it shows unity with the church today. Because remember, Jesus said, like we were saying a couple of weeks ago, Jesus said that he wills for the entire Christian church to be one, of one mind, as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are all one. He wants us to be that tight. So it's really cool that not only in the parish church, the church building that I'm in, on August 6th when I say this prayer, not only are we saying it, but all the Catholic churches in the entire world on that day are together making this petition to God. And that's so powerful that we all have this personal relationship with God, but we're all of one mind as well. And so I just think it's really awesome that, you know, everybody can be united in this prayer, and, you know, and be of one mind. Um, and I just want to spend a couple quick moments on, you know, what this prayer was that I read for the Transfigurations. It's called the Collect. And the Collect is read at every Mass, um at the beginning of every Mass, and it's the prayer that really brings both the congregation and the priest together, because this is where, where both are praying together. Um, the, the best and most profitable way for for us, the people, uh, to participate in the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass, it consists in the faithful there to 
jointly pray with the priest and jointly offer the, the sacrifice of the Mass with him. And so the priest will read that prayer, the collect, and then the congregation will respond, Amen. And that means, you know, it's true, I believe this. Um, I ask, I ask this of our Lord. Um, so we're praying along with the priest. And, um, yeah, and I'm reading this really awesome book right now. It's called, uh, Nothing Superfluous. It's a, uh, explanation of all the symbolism in the Latin rite of the Catholic Church, also known as the, the rite of St. Gregory the Great. And, um, it's written by Father James W. Jackson. <clears throat> Excuse my voice for me, it's scratchy. Um, it's written by, by Father Jackson. And he details a little bit of what St. Thomas Aquinas has to say on, on the collect. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he St. Thomas Aquinas calls the collect. He also calls it, you know, an oration. Um, it, it's the uh, it's a general level of prayer uh, that the church is that the church publicly prays, uh, prays, and it's uh, its substance is something that an individual can be deeply struck by because the prayer. You know, nothing wrong with spontaneous prayer, but these are prayers that have evolved over years, over centuries, and now are being said by Catholics all over the world. Um, really showing how deep that relationship is with Jesus. Um, and there's four parts to these orations, to these collects. Uh, the first part is the oration itself, it's the elevation of the soul to God. And so these, the collect always usually starts with, as in this particular prayer for the transfiguration, O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your only begotten Son. The second part is the act of giving thanks. Um, it's a thanksgiving for a good that has been received. And so in this prayer we say, um, you know, you confirm the sacraments of the faith uh, by the testimony of the fathers Moses and Elijah. So we thank him for that, that, that testimony. The third part is the petition. Uh, we ask that grant uh, that God grants us uh, what we need. And in this prayer, we say we we hope that He grants us in His mercy to make us co-heirs with the King of Glory, with Jesus. And the fourth part then is the entreaty. We we always end the prayer, you know, through our Lord Jesus Christ, we reign forever and ever. Um, so, you know, the, the priest, you know, before he begins, there's a just a brief silence so that we can become aware of being in God's presence and we call to mind our intentions and then the priest you know he says that prayer he, he uses these four points um, these four ways of praying and when we say amen you know we 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 take part in that prayer we, we, we take part in that oneness that oneness that Jesus desired um, and, and that really shows the, the, the depth of the relationship that the church as a whole has with Jesus. Um, and that's why I love, I love these prayers and I love learning more about them and seeing where the history of them come from and everything. It's, it's, it's really cool to learn about. And, uh, I, I just, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's awesome that we can, have this connection with the past and we can have this connection with our, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and I totally see nothing wrong with, you know, using the rote prayer. Uh, I mean, Jesus is, he, he did, he is our friend. Um, but he's so much more than that. He's, he's the God of the universe. He's our creator. So yeah, you know, we wouldn't maybe address our, you know, regular earthly friends in this way, but, you know, our, our heavenly friend, our Lord, I think, uh, 
it definitely makes sense to prepare ourselves just as we would prepare ourselves to meet with a big dignitary you know we would maybe go rehearse over what we say in our head well we've part we've perfected that a lot so it really deepens that relationship with jesus about to run out of time though guys so we'll see you next time take it easy thanks for the question